I walked down the spire stairs and through the wide and long hall zigzagging between the fancy living room furniture that sat nicely on the Persian rock near the fireplace mounted to the wall. I reached the entrance door, opening it as the chiming clock announced 9 a.m. Anna and my carriage were waiting outside for me. The distance between my house and my mom's mansion was not long at all. In fact, I could probably walk and still get there on time. But I was requested to take the carriage to the mansion per traditions. Then I will be waiting for you back here at 10 a.m. I'm not there, lawyer Anna. I smiled at her. These women need to tell their personal issues to a lawyer, not me. The coachman opened the door of the carriage for me and offered his elbow for assistance with the steps. I looked at the richly designed carriage. Body of the carriage carried drawings of prince and princesses dancing in a ballroom on a brown background surrounded by neatly designed gold flowers and trees that covered the edges of the carriage. The red velvet curtains on the side windows of the carriage distinguished the windows from the body of the carriage. I hadn't taken one step towards the carriage when a woman's voice suddenly distorted my admiration of the carriage with her disturbing high-pitched scream. The woman ran towards me from behind a tree. It looked like she had been hiding there for quite some time. She was short and fat. Her double chin wiggled up and down as she ran, or rather intended to run towards me. She finally reached me and bowed a little. I recognized her. She was the one that needed a lawyer. You need to talk with a lawyer about your problems, I told her without hesitation. But I don't want to trouble myself with the lawyer and the police, which is not worth it. Then even better. How about you go and apologize to her so that everything can end peacefully? I responded back even more aggressively as I walked up the stairs and shut the carriage door behind me. But, but you haven't listened to my story in the details yet. The woman's voice could be heard through the window. I hesitated a little, remembering the article that I was working on. 
On one hand, I didn't want to delay my meeting with my mom, but on other hand, I needed to give this woman a response or at least hear that details. Anna saved me by telling the woman that I will be back at 10 a.m. She called down. I ordered the coachman to start moving. As usual, I watched the scenery outside while the carriage moved. The speed of the carriage was just right. Not too fast that objects become just moving images that made me dizzy. And not too slow that trees seemed to drag their way out of my view, making me fall asleep. The carriage went slow enough that I could catch a glimpse of details of the nature and people, but fast enough that would leave me with a curious mind of connecting the details together. The carriage hadn't traveled for long when I saw a skinny girl with a calm and bright face stand aside and respectfully smile as the carriage moved by. She had an average looking height and face, nothing too special, but I could see curiosity and a yearning for a helping hand roll in her eyes. I suddenly heard her fading voice call my name. Miss Blaine? Wait, Miss Blaine. I ordered the coachman to stop. I looked out the window to see her running towards the carriage and standing by the window. She bowed a little and said, You're Miss Blaine, right? Yes. And you are? I curiously asked. Thank God. I got to hear your soothing voice. She said with her innocent and soft voice. Her choice of words and innocent voice calmed my nerves from talking to that woman a little bit. I am hurry. I tried to sound as nice as possible. Please, help me. I'm coming from the village. I've been looking for you everywhere. Great, I thought to myself. Just another person from the village coming for help. Uh, I'm not a lawyer. You need to talk to a lawyer. I'm calm, said, trying to not sound aggressive. Her calm and bright face suddenly broke down as she said with a cracking voice. I know that she will buy the lawyers and the police so that she can win in the court. I became worried for some reason. I've always had empathy for others, but as the number of people coming to me for help increased, I started having a harder time believing their stories. This time was different. 
Maybe it was something in her eyes or voice or just something else that made it different. I looked at her for a second and said, Come back at 10 a.m. I'm in a hurry. The girl bowed and said, Thank you, ma'am, with her faint smile. I ordered the coachman to start moving, blowing my thoughts to drift away from the dream.